Hello everyone, it's Friday night and it is weekender time once more and we're here to bring you all the news from the last seven days across the hobby gaming industry. We have sins and nuns, we have ABCs and calendar days. On top of that, we also have a prize from store.ontabletop.com. If you want to be in with a chance to win a copy of the NATO book for Team Yankee and a French look clerk tank company then you need to pop a comment below this video here on youtube and be a subscriber as well now sit back and relax because your weekend starts here Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekender. I'm back. <gasps> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Never leave again. Never leave again. Please don't leave it, us. It, it was horrible. It was awful. I can oh, only love you, Jerry. What? <laughs> I can only imagine how terrible it was, mostly for the people at home who only show up for me. I assume. Yeah, that's oh, why I drew. That's why I've used Drop Man because Jerry wasn't there. <laughs> oh, no, we 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 had a mini wargaming div. We so did. if you haven't seen that, it's yeah. definitely worth going back because he did have a good chat about Ravage Star. We did. It was a very in-depth chat about the future of the game and everything else in between. It was very cool. So yes. very nice. I want those dwarfs. <laughs> See how excited I look for Ravage Star. <laughs> 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 All right, I thought you were going to say how excited you are for Mini Wargaming Dave, <laughs> low rent version of Jerry. Either or, either or. <laughs> right, anyway, I have returned. Um, and we have a few bits and pieces to have a chat about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. First up, even though it seems like it's so far away, because it's not Christmas yet, <laughs> plans are starting to get into motion for UK Games Expo yes. 2024. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, so Lordy. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was going to be a thing this early in the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden it arrived. I was like, oh, yeah. priced on a bike. <laughs> so, <laughs> so late in this year, but early for next. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is that. Um, for most people at home, you don't really need to worry too much about it yet. Just for us. You're fine. Tax yeah, can yeah. start now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you are interested in the expo, um, they've added a new page to their website uh, mm. for community. Yeah. Um, and this is handy um, because obviously lots of people go pick up stuff, head home. Maybe they start playing with the family and the family go, mm, yeah, not really on board with that. Or maybe they pick up stuff and the friends go, really? A board game? But we're war gamers, Ben. Why would we <laughs> care about board games? Uh, so to counter that, or maybe to uh, encourage people to get together from an area. They've got a, a community page now where you can uh, find out more about board game cafes, local game clubs, uh, yep. convention centers and shops all in your area, mm -hmm. which can be added to. Uh, so if you have one of these in your area or if you run one mm -hmm. uh, anywhere across the UK, then you can get in there and add these bits and pieces in. Yep. Uh, so that people can then just uh, start propagating it, and then you'll be able to find out who is in your area that you can then pick on mm -hmm. to play games <laughs> of Dead Man's Hand, like Pop. Yeah. Oh. You, uh, you, as as 
You just have to have a profile on the UK Games Expo website, and then you can dive in and you can start adding games and clubs and everything else in between. Um, as Jerry said, if you're someone who runs one of these places, obviously it's great if you can get in there and do that yourself. But obviously, if you've got community members who want to do it for you, they can also help as well, which I think is quite, quite a nice little idea. Um, it's just a nice little repository of places around the UK that you can go and find individuals to go play games with. And uh, hopefully it'll start to grow and grow and grow as uh, things develop it's quite nice it's got all the little filters in it as well mm. so if you are like oh i live wherever you can pop your little postcode in and see if it uh, finds a shop or something near you as well i think it's quite nice it's particularly going to be good as the convention thing starts to expand i think mm. um because there's been so many times where i've been looking around for wargaming conventions and stuff to go to or just board game conventions in general, really, uh, and being like, what's near to me? Ah, there's one down the road or something. And I found that through Facebook and all that kind of thing. Whereas if it's all in one place or something like you have here with the uh, UKGE site here, then it'll be uh, be great fun. So, yeah. Well, worth the checking wasteland out. that is Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> You're dropping the ball there, Ben. Why is the OTT store not up on there? Because I don't run the store. So. <laughs> that, that's on you guys sitting in the store right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so yeah. In a reverse. Uh, yeah. So if you're uh, looking to get your store or your convention or your club or whatever mm-hmm. on the map, especially for clubs, because there's so many tiny little local clubs that exist in, um, you know, areas of the UK and stuff. Get your stuff out there because you know people are always looking a lot for of games clubs there already. Exactly. Yeah. Dive in and, and have some fun. Should be really Look, good. There's one in Milton Keynes. Oh, no, Milton Keynes. Outside Milton Keynes, which is the best way to view Milton Keynes. <laughs> North of Milton Keynes. <laughs> from the from a distance. From a distance. See, they had the tactical view of the city. Yep. Yes. yes. It's the way to do it. Look, yeah. even some up in the land of the Scotty. Exactly. Yeah. Beyond the which border. Yeah. yeah. Beyond um, the wall. Which reminded us, we do something similar on our website as well. We do. But yes. not just for the UK as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have one of the same or know of one, and you fancy adding us to increase the recruitment for your area, then you can do the thing globally. Mm-hmm. You too can be part of, you know, somebody over here in Japan. Be Japan. Yeah. Nobody in South Korea yet. Dropping the ball on that one. Surely with all the money <laughs> they've got, there must be tons of gaming clubs. Yeah. Look, even people in uh, various parts of Australasia and yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, we're, we're lacking in uh, South Africa and Madagascar. Ooh. Yeah, I don't care about Come that. on, Madagascar, pull your finger out. <laughs> I, I know there are definitely some up here in Scandinavia that yes. need to be on there. Uh, yeah. Just so the next time I go over to Stockholm, I don't have to go wandering around the streets trying to find it. <laughs> I know there's that's one. For late, that's for late night Jerry to do. That is, that is very much for late night Jerry to do. Yeah. There's a lot of time spent wandering Sudamalm, trying to work out where I am and how I'm going to get back to where I'm staying. <laughs> uh, but, you know, well, well, no, because you have the drunken recall. I do. You can't I remember. Can't. Have an extra pint. You'll remember. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This I'm is like, how that works. I'm like a drunk homing pigeon. Exactly <laughs> <how> <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah. So uh, if you fancy listing your community, club, group, cafe, or otherwise on UKGE's website, you can contact them. Uh, or if you want to do it on ours, you can just go ahead and add it. Yep. <laughs> That's how that one goes. Just, just make a profile and away you go. You know what you're yeah. doing add the thing uh, and attract other people and then obviously keep an eye out for us uh, last weekend in May slash start of June for the expo itself so if you are Mm. thinking about going um, you've only got 
six months. <laughs> Make your plans. That's plenty out. of time, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people go six months. Then they go, I've got five months. Then they go, yeah. I've got four months. And then they go, oh, I'm definitely going. But it's only three months' time. And then two months to go, they start to book things and discover the prices are all astronomical. Mm, you yeah. know when it is if you're planning yeah. on going. That and you have early. six months now to plan how to corner Jerry at the pub. Guinness is a good option. There's no need to corner me in the pub. I just sit there and accept offerings. <laughs> some sort of legend. At the altar of Jerry. Yep. Yeah. It's the way to go. It's, I'm very much like a drunken master in that respect. Mm. Uh, or at least half of that. Right. <laughs> we should get into the show proper. We should. Um, and we're going to start things off with the most important part. Mm. The indie of the week. Oh, it's, Yay, back. it's back. And yeah. this week, our indie is... A cheeky little troublemaker. Oh, yes. notice. Yes. <laughs> now, this is technically a sister company. Okay. Right. Uh, of another uh, group, which we'll probably look at in a bit more detail some other time because they do lots of stuff um, through multiple branches with other companies right. as well. So there, there's a lot to delve into. But Troublemaker <laughs> just have a couple of little ranges. And like I say, it is a sister company. And we often a refer to company. We <laughs> often refer to nuns with guns. And they have doubled down on the nuns with guns yes. in a big way. And that's why this <laughs> had to be shown off. Um because I know Shay's wow. Shay's a fan of the, the sisters of battle. Yes. Um I bet your sisters don't look as good as these. No, no, I'm already <laughs> planning on buying these and giving them a, a novitiate squad. That's what those are. <laughs> yes. I mean, oh my God. Perfect. <laughs> Nun sees demon. Other nun says, show him your cross. She goes, all right, pulls out gun. Yeah. Well, no, the cross is up there. It's the sword. Yeah, it's the, the sword. <laughs> the cross yeah. beam on it. Um, they are a fantastic set of wimple wielding ones. Now, the only question is what type of nun do you go for? Do you go for a classical penguin black mm -hmm. nun? Do you go for a oh, caramelite yes. in the brown? Do you go for the blue nun like the wine? <laughs> you know, there are many various iterations of nunnage yeah. that you can add in here. I wonder um, if you can do it like Sister Act. Yeah, back in the habit. Yeah. I love that they're wearing their like classic little sort of Wimple. sensible shoes as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. so yeah. good. <laughs> well, and if you're going to war, you need sensible shoes. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no point doing it in high heels. Mm. You'll you'll break something. It's, it, I love the idea you said their share of using it was like novitiates or something. Yeah, like so these, for novitiates. Yeah, these are the ones that haven't quite earned their power armor just yet. Yeah, yeah. But oh my god, there's even heavy heavy weapons teams. teams. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, don't, don't oh, worry. No. This, like I say, it's not a big indie this week. But this is a comprehensive wow. set. Oh, you two, you, Jerry. you two can go daka daka daka. Yeah, uh, into all those oncoming orcs <sighs> or whatever else you can find to shoot. You know, you know, in Not all those children. sort of historical TV shows and movies, where yeah. at some point the heroes find themselves in like a nunnery yes. or something, and they're like, and there's always a badass nun who's like, "We will defend this against the French" or something like that. Um, this this is now like. Cranked up to 11. <laughs> All I can think of is the Magnum PI. Wait a minute. Nuns don't work on a Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we, we do have heavy weapons, which is always good. There's also the command. Oh, look at that for a bone saw. Ah, mm, combat shotgun slash what? <laughs> Grenade launcher? Maybe. Yeah, that's a thumper. Yeah. But that and I just mean, one's on the telephone. That's got to be gossiping. Look at look at that for a cross slash yeah. double headed eagle for the Imperium. I mean, 
it covers it all. Oh. <laughs> guess, I'm getting a second, guess I'm getting a second of issue squad. Well, wow. the, the, oh. the, the demon oh, has been a very naughty doy. Nuns mounted on little donkeys. Look at their little asses. <laughs> Look how happy uh, donkey is. Best nativity scene ever. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, move aside, little drummer boy. It's uh, the nun light calf. Wow. <laughs> These oh, are the, the Krieg are going to be cacking themselves. <laughs> it's fantastic. The fact you could you run them as um, guard slash mm. yep. rough riders and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Nonmobile. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my Look, God. It's, it's, it's like. John's little universal carrier, mm-hmm. but oh, it's, a, none, it's a 40k weasel. It's a 40k weasel. <laughs> and still got a stained glass on the front as well. A rolling pulpit. Yeah. Cool. Oh, they'll they'll hear your sermon from up there. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, they I just, even got web, different weapon options. And stuff. Yeah, and because because the front is just a couple of any of the heavy weapons will sit in there. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So she with a bit of converting, she doesn't need to be. On a yeah. heavy stubber slash fifty cal, <laughs> uh, she can I, be I, on a, a las cannon or whatever. I hope they sell the crew separate just so I can do like a basilisk. Oh, probably because I mean you've got this, and yeah, right off the bat yeah. they'll work for a basilisk on the back on the gun platform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big, big mortar. Say I hello love, to my massive I, friend. I love the idea that at the back of the nunnery there's just a locked door, and they say, "No, we don't go in there." <laughs> Time to. Break out the big guns, ladies! <laughs> they have blasphemed in that general direction. Shay, Shay, oh. they, should, they should tackle you on both the sister front and on the Uncle Stalin front. Oh no! Oh, I hate you! I hate you so very much. Look at my magnificent organ! So High cool. explosive faith. Isn't it a beauty? But you can get that separately, though, Shay. So you don't need to get the nunage. Although, but he wants the nonage. Why would you get it without the nonage? Why would I get it without the nonage? What's exactly. the point? Exactly. Well, it's, it's none of your business. Support uh-huh. weapons. Uh, no. <laughs> support weapons are all good. Uh, there's some breaching nuns with combat <laughs> shotguns. <laughs> Double barrel oh. shotguns. Oh, I, I would get those for like a post-apocalyptic thing. <sighs> That'd be cool. We'll, we'll yeah. come back to that thought in a minute, Justin. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and these, I, I have to say, oh, I love the the the, the chain swords. That yeah. is the best way I've seen of doing chain swords. That's better than GW's chain sword, yeah. which makes no yeah. real sense. The multiple little spinning discs of death are great. Yeah. Why has nobody thought of that one before? Because that's uh, like a genius idea. I think the Aztecs did whenever they did the like obsidian swords. I guess so it's like a play on that. Uh, I think it's just a chainsaw, but they're using multiple circular saws. Yeah, so one, one stops one the rest and keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True, I mean, yeah. Here, here's the thing: does do they counter rotate? Does one go down forward, the other up back? Down no, because right then, then you would trap, and yeah. you'd, you'd end up breaking wheels and stuff. That would be terrible. Yeah, you imagine yeah. having to try and refit one of those in the in the field. That'd be oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That would so be bad as some German armor when they broke a wheel. Uh, and then Mother we have tree trees. Trees are the cal. Calculated cat. cat. Not Calcutta. Calculated cat. Uh, <laughs> oh. These are heroes and they are magnificent. And uh, she's Brilliant. not alone with Sister Ash Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in my happy place. This so is good. my boomstick. And finally, Sister Bryce Lee <laughs> with her nunchucks. Nunchucks. 
Oh, it's <laughs> <sighs> amazing, isn't it? Oh. Uh, and then that one's just, that's just fun. Mm. Look how happy that ghost is. Um, we say ghost, but I clearly see I love legs behind there. Yeah. The legs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the really children for Halloween, I will be yeah. a ghost. But that, because... That is just such a Scooby-Doo ghost. And I yeah. have a set of the Scooby-Doo hassle-free figures, but I've never had a Scooby-Doo yeah. ghost to go with. There we go. Yeah. Sorted. Absolute legend. So, okay, Jerry, when I put oh, in the is... order for the rest of this range, I'll <laughs> for you. Oh, God, the way they painted her eyes is terrifying. Well, she is psychic. Yeah. She's going full carriage. Just watch those things roll up in your head. And then there's just some additional, you know, command different weapons, special weapons. And things yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you two can pick up Extra extra gunners if you want Brilliant. to uh, run 20-man squads. Oh, I yeah. love the running one, just screaming, repent. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be very good, actually, as um, redemptionists for Necromunda. They would. Mm, well. yeah. yeah. Be a fun gang. To do. I don't know. I'd, I'd love I, to I see 2,000 points of this on the table. It would be super cool. Mm. They've got everything you need. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it oh, is... my God. Even if you didn't use them as sisters. Yes. As you're saying, use them as an Imperial Guard detachment yeah. to your sisters that had, and just build out the range to make it all nun themed. That's super good. That's really good. And if you if you ran them as a, a penal legion, because obviously these ladies oh, are yeah. very experienced. Yeah. You got the rules to work with it. Yeah. Unless you just made them absolute badasses. <laughs> no. What Count the- in face. Yes. <laughs> no, this one might not be particularly well known for people outside of the UK. But one of the things that happens <laughs> in our elections is somebody will generally become some sort of ridiculous thing. So we have the monster Riven Lunar party and screaming Lord Satch and his friends have been doing stuff for ages. There was a man who stood opposite against Theresa May when she was prime minister, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of of bucket head or something like that. He had a a massive, massive, just, but not a, not one of the old style, Mm -hmm. um, bin. uh, Yeah. Yeah. The old dust bins. But yeah, he, uh, this is actually a, an upgraded iteration because um, he dealt, he did do a model. And I think it's still available on the the sister site. Um, but yeah, so just the idea of of that political figure. But in this case, Camp Benface is doing two things: one, he's fighting the good fight in the post apocalypse, and also three pound from each purchase Benface is going to very good charities. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I like I like to point out. It's only a fiver. Yeah. yeah. See, a lot of companies do five pound yeah. models where they get like 10% of yeah. the thing. Oh, so, that, so that's that is... a bizarre and really good at the same time. It's so Mad Max. Leave the gasoline. Oh, it's not Mad Max. We've got Mad Marks. Oh, okay. <laughs> In the future, all oil is our oil, comrade. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not your water. It's everyone's. It's everyone's water. Yep. Some of us are more equal than others. Some yeah. of us get more wet than others. <laughs> yeah. um, Mad, I, I mean, that. Mad Marks is is just great. I mean, how could you not like that? That's so fun. I it's, love that. It's yeah. ridiculous. That That is a comment that's happened in a pub one night where somebody's been talking about Mad Marks or Karl Marks and the two have merged. And then somebody's yes. gone, that's a genius idea. That's yeah. what that is. Uh, so it's a horrible drunken love child. <laughs> no. These... These, I think, are a prime example of what's happening in the world at the moment. It's the zombies. Where, unfortunately, your, your human flesh turns into a, a mass of wires Ooh. and a black screen as they uh, run post-apocalyptically around the place. That's what that. happens. One minute we're all staring at our phones, and the next minute 
you're being tortured by one. You are the phone. <laughs> I, I'm going to start a rumor here. This is what happens when they launch 6G. <laughs> it's as good a guess as oh, any. God. Yeah. That's so, yeah. a really cool idea. I love Isn't that. it very different? And I love the the layer of cabling. So you've got your insulated, and then you've got your wires, and then you've got just the bare copper at the end. Mm-hmm. So you can sit there and paint all the stripes for like live and stuff. Uh, that. Uh, I mean, surely that has to be fiber optic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, could be that as well. Yeah. You could drill them all out uh, and replace them. Those, with those are the uh, those are the elite uh, mm. zombies. Mm. The other ones are all copper wire. <laughs> yeah, Siri and Alexa have had enough of your shit. Yeah, that's that's a really nice idea. I love mm. that. That's oh, the zombies are very different. Yeah. Uh, Caddis, very simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the future. It is the post-apocalypse. Therefore, you must go full go, wild child with your yeah, go uh, full medieval. Yeah. Or, Some of these you know, would work really nicely with the stuff that um, Annie does with Bad Squiddo. I think yeah. that'd be a really good match to a lot of the sort of post-apocalyptic bits and pieces. That'd be really cool. True. Yeah. Good for all sorts of things like the doomed. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. Uh, and then Sha the Blank plus her kitty Fluffy, or Fluffles, rather. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Fluffles is armed with medium-sized claws. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffles is some sort of Norwegian mountain cat as well. So Love that it. Massive, yeah, yeah. massive rough. Yeah. yeah. Nice model. Very cool. Good for your inquisitorial warbands and everything else in between. Yeah. Or if you want to play role playing games incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. Very true. I like the staff. Ooh, lots of different arm options yeah. as well. Yeah. That's good. Get the magnets out. Mm. Give Fluffles a knife. Fluffles <laughs> <laughs> It's deadly enough without it. Love of God, man. It Are you got you? seeing? So anyway, yes, that's our, that's our little post-apocalyptic. So chuck in some oh, cool. combat shotgun nuns. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe defending themselves from Fluffles. Very nice. Try They're not going to win. No. You've only, you've only got six barrels between three nuns and Fluffles got nine lives. So, uh, And Lord, Lord Binface is just the janitor of the convent yeah. who's went, oh, well, things have went to pot. You I'm immediately yeah. thinking of a badass scenario for like seven TV with Count Binface and then the the zombies sort of running <laughs> around. That would be so good. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, the resin we've already seen, but you can mm-hmm. pick them up separately, which That's is good. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you know everybody loves massive organs of death and exactly. uh, huge mortars, mm-hmm. which are really cute. And then the accessories is just additional. Pouches, although yeah. there's a, a ton of pouches for your quid, which is really handy. It's very good. Yeah, you're always after things like that. The other thing, which is really fascinating, Ooh. is they do their own plastic sprue of six millimeter. Very good. Uh, which mm. comes with a human esque race, a Skinner, I think they're called. Yes, yeah. Skinners, which could okay. be orcs, could be beastmen, could be wherever you want to paint mm-hmm. them up as. They are just mm-hmm. a chunkier monkey, a couple of little yeah. vehicles, uh, and a, mm-hmm. a spare mortar as well, in a similar style to the, the oh, one the sisters nifty. run about with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is very unusual to see mm-hmm. a, a small company doing a, a plastic sprue. So yeah. uh, for 12 quid, you get, you get eight of them. That's good. Yeah. All of that. That, wow. It's enough to do 104 Skinners and 112 humans with rifles plus support plus 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 plus, which is all. I mean, if you're if you're starting into six mil sci-fi gaming and there's some cracking systems out there already. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, then that's a a really funky little thing. That gives there. you the basics of basic of two armies, and then you just throw some slightly more elite stuff in there, yeah. like 
different metal ranges or maybe mm. throwing some walkers and other vehicles flyers and things and away you go yeah yeah very good yeah there's some there's some interesting sci-fi sets that you can play around with as well um and it's just a case of grabbing other bits and pieces to to sort of flesh it out a bit so so yes that's um that's troublemaker that's all you're going to see from troublemaker what a nifty one that is very mm. cool yeah. i'm a delight really aren't i and shay goes away to order all the things all <laughs> the <laughs> uh, acw who wants that anymore you do shay ACW first. <laughs> if I see a, if I see a nun, if I see a nun on a table with paint on her before they say W, I've got paint. <laughs> Somebody's getting slapped. I haven't even started painting them yet. Oh no, well that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if a nun arrives post the ACW and then gets paint on it before the ACW, you're getting a dig in the jaw. <laughs> so, oh what have I started? On that note, it's time for some news. Coming to you. From the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the News. <laughs> Alrighty then. A lot of news coming. Mm. Some of it very, very small. Yes, very small. Very small. Mm. We were talking about six mil a minute ago. Now here's we some heroic skilled six mil, which means it's more like eight and a half, eight ten. Mil. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. So bubbleheads. Yeah, well, in some cases, Probably. maybe. Uh, but yes, so uh, the first, I suppose, big bit of news that came out this week uh, was some stuff from Games Workshop. So uh, the two-week pre-orders, yes, count them two-week pre-orders, uh, because issues. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, for you to dive into and pick up from uh, Games Workshop at the moment, including the box set, which has 223 miniatures in it. But of course, those are spread across multiple bases. <laughs> and they are super tiny miniatures. And they are super tiny, but possibly fantastic. Great. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so inside the set, you get a whole host of characters, infantry, vehicles, and of course, you get the uh, the Titans as well, the Warhounds at the back, uh, which are very, very nice. Very lovely. Mm. Uh, these are spread between the two sort of sets, I guess you'd say, if you're going to split this with somebody. Um, so you've got the Legion to Starties on the one side, you've got the Space Marines, and then you've got the Solar Auxilia on the other. Although, of course, as with everything for the Horus Heresy, uh, these kind of sets can be melded together. So you could obviously just buy this yourself and make a much bigger army uh, with two titans if you wanted who wouldn't want to do that all the toys uh, all for me no one else can have them no one else can touch them all exactly. my toys yeah or you could mix and match with a friend you could maybe split this up between the two of you and see which way you wanted to go with this one um sort of mix either going for one or the other or maybe sort of halving and halving the different forces between them because of course all of the miniatures can be painted up uh to be representative of either the loyalists or the traitors um uh, because lots of poor little humans got dragged into this conflict as well of course they did. Um, in addition to the box set, there's also going to be a whole host of additional ones as well. So you saw some of the additional bonus sets there for the Legions of Starties and the Saddle Auxilia. So they give you even more of your infantry for your games. On top of that, you can get more sets like the Kratos Heavy Tank Squadrons and the Rhinos. There's also the Thunderhawk Gunship, which would, was one of the models that came out through Aeronautica Imperialis. That's Look, going to be dropped back. A plastic Thunderhawk, well. finally. A plastic Thunderhawk. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you're playing as the Solar Auxilia, then you've also got things like the Bane Blades as well and the Lightnings. They're going to be dropped into the mix. So you've got plenty of different options for you to play around with. As I've shown off, there was a lot of images um, as part of their preview for this mm. because they are basically dredging up everything from the Aeronautica Imperialis range and everything from Adeptus Titanicus because 
When you, who would have thought it? That's all exactly the right size for Legion's Imperialis. It's almost like they had a plan at some point. Into um, old beige, it's one thing now. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, obviously, everything that was Xenos has gone, because hmm. that's not a thing, really, during the Horus Heresy, I suppose. Uh, at least when it comes to the actual storyline, I guess. I mean, uh, what, were the Eldar looking on going, <laughs> silly humans, uh, yeah, popcorn, please. Yeah. Yeah, and all their ships have been melted back down to make new Imperial ships as part of Games Workshop's range, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so you've got <laughs> so you've got lots of the 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 planes and things that you would have got for the Imperials available once again, alongside, as I say, the Titans. So if you want to run things like. Uh, the Warhounds, if you want to run Warlords, if you want to run uh, Knights and all that kind of thing as well, they've got that sorted for you. So you basically drop all of these into the game. Um, they'll all come on the slightly different bases, I believe, for um, Legions Imperialis. Uh, but that, I guess, makes sense if you're going to be diving into the game. Um, if you want to try and keep everything coherent between everything, it shouldn't be that much of an issue if you've already got some of this stuff lying around, I would guess. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much. Um they're also going to be bringing back bits of terrain and all that kind of stuff as well. So if you wanted to pick up some extra bits of the pieces like that, you've got that option too. I hadn't realised that they'd done this. Yeah, yeah. So why, is, lo- why is this not in that? I don't know. Because then they would have to charge you £225. Yeah, probably. If, if people yeah. are going to buy into it, they're going to buy into it anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to end up buying that because... Yeah. You need it. <laughs> you need it. It's not like yeah. you can go, I've already got 40k... Therefore, yeah. I can use my 40 Gatorian. You can't. It'll be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. you're going to need a whole range of new 6 slash 8 mil terrain. So mm-hmm. why did they not put a Sprewer 2 in that box? I'm that sure there's room. It would be on par with what they've done before. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I mean, boxes like this that they've done before, they have done it with terrain. So, yeah. yeah, they have. I mean, really. it, it's not like it's a new idea. No. Yeah. Um, Swing so, yeah. They are basically dropping everything that's been sitting in the background for Legion Imperialis over the next couple of weeks. So if you're looking to get your pre-orders in for that, make sure to do so. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the the game goes down, the mm. the rules. Uh, there's a little kind of like article over on Warhammer Community where they've talked a little bit about kind of like the basics of the rules of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a playthrough of the game on Warhammer Plus, if you're interested, I suppose. It's a shame there's not anything really on uh, YouTube at the moment showing it off, but I'm sure there will be in the next couple of weeks. Um, this kind of shows you off everything that is coming out because it is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but you're about to buy the rule book separately. Although if you haven't got the models, I don't know why you're getting that separately, I suppose. Unless you've got stuff lying around from Epic, perhaps. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, and you want to you want to immediately start uh, house ruling things for Xenos forces. <laughs> it might be the way to go. Uh, there's a, they're also doing army cards as well uh, for the traitors and the loyalists. So if you wanted to dive in and play around with that, you've got that option uh, as well. So you've got some nice reference material for the tabletop. These are usually pretty good. I don't imagine they're going to get changed within two months because it's a specialist game. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, but I would also think they're going to vanish very, very quickly from uh, web stores, be they uh, independent or their own store. Um, Gameplay-wise, looks kind of fun. Um, it mm-hmm. feels a lot like... Uh, their modern style of game design. Uh, they've put in alternate activation, which I think is a really n- nice little touch. So you do go back and forth between either side. Um, they've also put in like an orders phase as well at the beginning of the, the game. Well, the beginning of each round, sorry. So you actually have to decide what orders you're going to give to your different troops on the battlefield. Then you flip over the tokens and that will either give you bonuses in the move phase, in the shoot phase, or in the combat phase when you come around to it as well. So there's some really nice little sort of like cat and mouse things going on there. 
Um, and you know, it's not anything that's massively out of the range of historical war games that people have seen in the past anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just nice to see them moving in a very different direction for what they want to try and bring to the tabletop with Legions Imperialis. Whether or not the kind of bubble has burst for the game, I don't know. Perhaps it's been so long of a wait that people aren't potentially going to dive into this. I guess we'll see. It hasn't seemed to be a massive amount of like buzz online for it, but well, it's been the summer. It was yes, August. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah but we're we're now seeing it launch just on that run up to Christmas, so I think that might be a saving grace for it. But are people who are interested in this kind of thing also looking at buying yeah, things like what? How, how many youngsters are going like to go? That? Oh yeah, that's why I want Santa to bring me this year. Mum and Dad are going to have to order it. Maybe, but your your your, your new toys for Christmas don't look the same as your toys for forty k and Horus Heresy in twenty eight mil. So it, it's a, I think it's a bit of a hard sell to be honest. But we'll I don't know if, if it's something that youngsters I think have wanted, and the mum and dad have said, "Oh, you'll have to wait for Christmas." The kids no, probably going to no remember youngs- it. No youngster has wanted this. I've never okay. heard anyone under 40 say to me that they were looking forward to these. <laughs> this is for okay. old people. Um, and yeah. then okay, fair. If it had come out in August and then people had seen it on the shelves and seen it in local clubs, mm. that might pull 40K players to go, what's this? Because mm. a lot of the, the cachet around 40K is the model range. Mm. And when you're going, here's your model, that's your space screen, it's this big. Mm. And they go, how do I even paint that? Mm. That's a much tougher sell than going quickly. Here's how the game <laughs> plays mm-hmm. and Not seeing fair. it firsthand. The, the the only thing that I could see, well, Trixie. I mean, I say this, the, the game seems like it plays very nicely, which is a good thing. You you don't yeah. want something like this to be massively complicated. The other True. thing that I think is going to be very good for this is I think it will allow people who are really into the Horus Heresy to play out the battles that they've read about in the Horus Heresy at the scale that you would think they should be played at. So you are going to be able to walk, you know, three or four Titans onto a battlefield mm. with hundreds, literally hundreds of Space Marines and tanks by the dozen and all that kind of thing, and actually be able to play out things like the entire of the Kalth campaign on the tabletop with the firebombing and everything else that comes in between that and all that stuff. And I think that could be one of the major draws. Imagine if they do little tiny 8 mil Primarchs I think people would love that because immediately, rather than having to spend ninety pounds on a Primark, you can buy one for a tenner. <laughs> I say a tenner. That's that's ambitious. But he's so teeny that's tiny. Don't ambitious. feel like a Primark. He's teeny tiny. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it'd be fascinating if they if they they've clearly gone all out when it comes to this initial burst of stuff that they're going to release onto the internet over these next couple of weeks. It'll be absolutely fascinating to see how far this goes in the future. Um, because I say, if you're if you're a diehard for the Horus Heresy, this is maybe going to be for you. But other than that, I'm not sure. But we'll see. So, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see tomorrow when the pre-orders go live. It'll yeah. be interesting with yeah. the likes of um, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. when it went back to Specialist Games slash Forge World and mm-hmm. got a new lease of life. I wonder how much of the initial pickup of that was people who wanted to slash did play it in the old days looking to expand their collection like because they hadn't been able to in a long Definitely time work with me. Ridiculous prices. <laughs> yeah, and so. then grew the community from there mm. as opposed to just people going oh lord of the rings and just jumping straight into it mm. um because it won't have the same footprint in the stores that 40k and age of sigma <laughs> does yeah right um right. so so yeah a lot of this will come down to seeing people playing word of mouth more than more than people out and out wanting to play with tiny things. 
because it's a big ask for a lot of people. Little little tiny Primarchs. Bring them out, Games Workshop. I dare you. The first first Primarchs anybody ever... Well, they weren't. Actually, that's not true, because Russ predated. But a lot of the Primarchs first got their run out in Epic. So I Matarian, suppose like Magnus the Red and stuff. And yeah. Magnus were all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were all in that. Little, how, little how many, tiny Magnus. <laughs> how many people are going through their old Epic collection going, I can flea bay that now because people are going to want it? Well, exactly, yeah. Well, it won't be the right size though. Mine, mm, mine's in the shed be, as well. I can't be ours sticking tidier. out. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but you know, that's we shall see how it goes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's good that it's finally coming out, I guess. <laughs> so for those people that have been waiting, um, you've got plenty of time to get, the, your, get your pre-orders in. So there we go. Speaking mm. of pre-orders, mm. uh, Warlord Game, I've also got pre-orders up and also for something from the mists of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in this case, it is the ABC Warriors. Mm. Uh, oh. So this is another 2000 AD based game, um, courtesy of Warlord and Rebellion. Um, this time around, Andy and Gav have taken the, I believe, the same core system that exists for Strontium Dog, for Dread, for Slania. Um, yeah, and so, this yeah. time, give it a bit of an ABC twist. Um, if you're unaware of the ABC Warriors, you may have seen one in the past. It was stolen by the terrible Sylvester Stallone for his appalling film. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was technically some sort of corrupted Hammerstein on screen. Uh, but... <laughs> The atomic bacterial chemical warriors um, are fighting the good fight um, against the the Volgons, and they've actually set this in that Volgan war period. So ABC Warriors is a group of seven-ish um, robots that go on sort of missions and, and fight good fight. Uh, in the comics, that sort of seven had a core, but occasionally there was a sort of one would sweep in, sweep out. Um, but this brings them back to something that you see an awful lot in the comics in retrospect. You get a lot of um, reminiscence about the Volgan War and how they oh, came okay. to be. So so this is based on on a, a relatively recent set, I think the Clint Langley um, illustrated set by Pat Mills, where, where they all tell like a story um, about how they how they got to be there and uh, and meet up with, there's one particular um, ABC warrior called Zippo, who's a, a specialist who they all interacted with at different times before they, they got together. <laughs> right. Um, and the interesting thing about pushing it back to where they started from means you don't just have your seven heroes because generally in the comics they'd be out doing all sorts of things like taming mars which is like a wild west frontier planet with all sorts of weird aliens in the vulcan wars um the terrible russians have the last remaining oil reserves and they need to be liberated by the americans and so they send in the abc warriors to do it oh i hear someone needs some freedom and very, very much so the fourth oil war is all about bringing freedom to uh it's not no longer called well it might still be called russia but uh the 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 Volgans, um, led by this charming chap here, uh, who's both the icon and their their leader. Um, they're desperately trying to to fight against the liberation, but it meant you got things like Hammerstein as a type of robot. Right. Um, yeah. Hammerstein himself was the prototype. There he is at the back, looking huh. magnificent um, with his additional arms down below. The other ones, you know, were just sent forward to die um, en masse by their human officers who bravely led from you know 50 to 100 miles at the back <laughs> watching on from holograph holographic tables in a very similar way that we play war games uh, so when you're playing <laughs> what you can do is pretend that you're actually one of the human officers 
watching it being played out on the holographic uh, yeah, table in front yeah, of you yeah. as you send them forward to uh to smash all around them um there's some really fancy bits of bobs coming uh, as you can see there the increased the piece starter set uh that is not howard quartz special miniature so i don't know why it says that there he is included in one of the sets i think if you get them all uh howard is um he's, he's the tony stark slash yeah. uh elon musky type you know he, he's the guy creating the droids and uh, therefore for some unknown reason they like them to feel pain um <laughs> who knows wow. who knows why they've done that but well, the, so they don't have to build another one the ak-47s there are uh the the standard troops sometimes they just open the box or rather get another droid to open the box put the arms on the first one and then tell it to finish off the assembly itself so they can get them out <laughs> into the fight as quickly as possible Amazing. still still with bubble wrap on them push and very much like a, a soviet push the mob towards the the end um Hammerstein there leading his other Hammersteins. Uh, he loses those arms later. I say loses them. He gives them to one of his boys uh, when they're about to get absolutely crushed because his arms get removed. So I, that's why you never see him with the four arms in the later comics. Oh. It's not that I'm aware of. Um, but we have some of the, the villains slash heroes. So Black Blood joins the ABC Warriors later on. Mm -hmm. But initially he is the leader of the Straw Dogs. He likes to drink the black blood slash oil of his victims from a chalice wow. that he brings with him. <laughs> he is not a nice man. Uh, they they reprogram him, uh, make him a hero. Uh, but it's nice to see him and Rasputin and Genghis. I imagine we'll see a lot of the other ABC warriors and heroes coming. Mongrel, Mongrel was a para. So again, like um, Hammerstein has got a unit of Hammersteins with him. The Robo Paratroopers. As you can see there, or that sort of size. Mongrel, unfortunately, his shoot and replacement shoot failed to open. He landed head first uh, <laughs> on a power drop on Varnum. And uh, he was rebuilt by Laura. She, he was essentially a mongrel creation. Um, she mongrel put his smash. head. Put his head on uh, various <laughs> other components. Um, Laura. Uh, but yes, so mongrel's uh, a big big beater of a thing um but the, the most interesting thing for me is because they've chose to set it in the Vulcan war rather than just be like strontium dog or whatever you know here they are in their their standard place in time and they're combating whatever it happens to be the fact it's war means there's some interesting things in the comics that might come in so the the acts are little sort of drone fighters but they're also massive massive robots like titan-sized robots uh, wow. there's there's stalins which go creeping <laughs> around the place with like tracked feet like roller skates but on a titan scale um <laughs> my own favorite is ha the uh, the allies um the abc warriors have a a, a bot called a a reagan right uh, so reagan <laughs> two big fisty punchy arm slash gunny arms, but he also has shoulder mounted cannons that are manned by Hammerstein units on the back. Amazing. So there are, <laughs> there are some huge things they could do if they go that way. I don't know mm. if they'll go that way, but by setting it in the war, they can obviously exploit a lot of the warfare and do stuff. Um, I also want to see human officers being pushed into the fray because, uh, it, it really annoys them. And then Zippo, Zippo can come in and just start burning face all around them. So, <laughs> so yeah, th there's a, a loss in there. Um, obviously, additional figures you can pick up and it uses that same sort of core mechanics of the Dread system, which is a lot of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. I imagine the cards will pull a lot of the comic book flavor and art and the like that contextualizes right. them into mm -hmm. the uh, into the, the game. And then we'll As just a... sit back and wait for Joe Pineapples to show up <laughs> with his sniper rifle. 
as a as a fan of this sort of you know 2000 AD and everything like that is one of the things i asked in the comments actually was like is this what you expected it to be for abc warriors were you like oh this is cool or like yeah i, I certainly didn't when they said they were doing abc warriors hmm. i assumed it would be another skirmish game a la like another Dread. kind of like small thing sort of set to the yeah. side yeah right yeah. where you've got a group of judges and maybe you know fatties or whatever or gangs there's not a huge amount kicking around when you read i mean there's obviously a lot of flashbacks and, and reminiscences about the old days about how right. they got together but for a lot of the war they, they weren't together so the abc warriors as a group it starts at the very end of the vulgan war and then most of the rest of the run takes them to other planets and other places doing things they're essentially like the dirty dozen in space they get <laughs> terrible jobs that they're press ganged into by a human officer and they're right. being sent off to go and do these horrible things with aliens or humans or whatever uh, and then it, you'll occasionally get bits of their backstory the, the clint Lang, langley um pat mills run of the vulgan war reimagines some of their stories so uh, it tells the mongrel story again which was one of the original um run from abc warriors um but some of the other stories are are, are new to it and it, it focuses in more on them as a as individuals and they're all tied together via zeppo so so, so it was a nice surprise it, then so. in a way it, yeah. The, the, yeah. the fact that they've gone more it's a war game here's war and not it's it's a comic book here's how you do their comic book Right, which is yeah. which is mainly you know them as a group whereas here you can see not all the abc warriors are are there right from the start it would be interesting if the the initial i know it's not the the langley run but the initial abc warrior run not robusters for people who are playing along at home but when they <laughs> when they did it as abc warriors uh there were three to start with uh happy shrapnel and uh hammerstein and uh joe obviously Joe, and then he was sent to recruit each of them. Right, okay. And I'm wondering if they'll release them in the same order that they were recruited, so you won't get to see, <laughs> that be you won't get nice to see touch, yeah. Deadlock, the, the, nice. the, the, the psychic uh, droid knight um, for a little while, maybe, with the Ace of Swords pulling out all the... All the... Very cool. Yeah, mm. but anyway, yes. Interesting. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry in happy place. <laughs> I mean, you know, ABC Wars, I've heard of them, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it'd be fascinating to see where they go. I want to see Black Blood Straw Dogs and their, their tripody walkers uh, mm. as well, because they're kind sure of Because cool. be the, yeah. the fact it is the war means mm. they can do the big war machines that you may not see all the other mm. time. And then you get your put on the table and beat and beat and beat, <laughs> which again, may or may not be a little I homage there for kids. I should also note that uh, at this point, if you're pre-ordering, I think mm. there's the chance to get stuff signed by um, Gav Thorpe and Andy Chambers as well. So mm. if you are diving oh. in, you'll be able to get uh, signed copies of rule books and things like that. So maybe go and check out stuff during the pre-order period if you're interested in ABC Warriors. Yeah. Mm. And if not, why not? <laughs> I mean, I, I could definitely be tempted by this. What do you think, Shay? You up for taking on the Volgas? Never heard of it, but yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Uh, you, you can go into a whole new world of imagination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Yeah. Um, while you're making plans, a good way to make the plans is on a calendar. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the folks from uh, Loke Battlemats who do amazing stuff. Absolutely love their books and all the things they do. Uh, they have a pretty nifty idea um, for the start of 2024. Uh, so you can now get your hands on by via pre-order the calendar of many adventures for 2024. And the idea behind this, as it says on the front, is that within it there is an encounter or maps and an adventure per month for you to play through. So you get 12 encounter maps, and then through a QR code, you get a digital adventure for you to then dive into with your friends and play during the year. So for all those people that were like, ah, I don't get to play with my D&D group anymore, or associated role-playing game, uh, here's a great opportunity for you to dive in and at least play one encounter a a month for the rest of the year, which I think is a great... Uh, you, you can mark off when you get to play exactly yeah. yes you can do that, a countdown and everything yeah. and if you feel you don't get to play that month exactly so you're missing part of the storyline yeah that'd be yeah for us that'd it's be, the third ooh. saturday of every month is uh there you go is, is the play days up at RPG OTT. day yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um so yeah it's a really nifty idea uh from the folks at loke and as i say you can get your pre-orders in for this right now um all of the adventures are 5th edition themed, so if you're a player of Dungeons & Dragons and you've got, got the option to dive in and do that, you d- you've, all the maps are laid out, everything else is done, so you just need to simply sit down and play, especially if you're a beleaguered dungeon master who is consistently asked to do planning and then finds that they've just done it all at the last minute. This might be quite helpful for that, including me. <laughs> all at the last minute, you say? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I will say, if you are a dungeon master like that, look, do two other things that are absolutely terrific. Oh, yes. The thousand adventure book mm-hmm. where you could literally just mm-hmm. roll a dice and pick a page and yep. just and just randomly generate the entire adventure as the people mm-hmm. play uh, and the other one is is that the the deck of combat twists um very good yeah. which again contains a lot of randomness so you don't even have <laughs> to plan you just go here you are and you are fighting uh, troglodytes. Oh, dear. <laughs> Why has oh, it all gone badly? Blame the cards. <laughs> uh, imagine if the DM didn't tell the folks they were doing that. We're like, oh, my God, that's the best adventure ever. Can we play it again? No. I can't remember how. <laughs> no, no need to. You only yeah. ever did things once. You can Very never cool. go back. We've all yeah. passed a lot of water since then. <laughs> uh, but yeah make sure to go and check that out obviously you've got pre-orders open at the moment make sure you've got all that sorted before january rolls around and then you can start diving in and doing some fun stuff there um obviously works perfectly well with what we're doing for dungeon alia so even the first two months mm. of uh, next year could be a great opportunity to play out your dungeons and show us what you've done in the project system surprise Fancy. how amazing is that very Look cool at that. <laughs> seamless blended yeah. seamlessly i like it <laughs> right uh more historics from mm. Victrix. Yeah. Uh, so Victrix have expanded their 12mm World War II collection once again. Um, you're already able to get your hands on full armies, essentially, now for the British, mm. the Americans, and the Germans, and the Soviets are slowly climbing up their shea. Don't worry, they are getting there. Uh, but as an addition uh, for the elite forces of the British, you can now get yourselves the 12mm World War II British Airborne set, which comes with 184 miniatures for you to be playing around with. So essentially all of the elite soldiers that you'd want for playing your games, which is very nice. Um, could be used with their game, Company Commander, or you could even take it into different uh, areas if you like. And yes, there is a major Digby Tatham Walter in there mm. as well. So if you want to run around with your umbrella, you've got that option. Uh, this, this, this is straight up and down for John right here. 
Yes. Yeah. Much so. Yeah. Uh, you've got a load of other bits and pieces in the kit. You've got Bren Gunners. You've got two and three inch mortar teams. You have Piats and their loaders. You have uh, radio teams, officers, ammo carriers, loads and loads of riflemen, as you would Poor thought. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, snipers, Sten Gunners, Flamethrowers, Spotters, and Vickers teams. So you have pretty much anything you could ever really want if you wanted to dive in and do this scale of offensive on the tabletop. Uh, with the British Airborne and as you say a bridge too far perfect opportunity for diving and play out that campaign on the tabletop or maybe even go even further and dive into some of the uh, other fights that they got into during mm. the war so yeah very good That's right. I, I mean, well once you've got the British Airborne they could be painted up as Polish as well yes they can yeah of course so, yeah. which would also work for the, the Arnhem but you know beyond that you could have them in other places yeah, I, I always think the Piat is one of the, the weirdest little weapons ever made by, by all accounts it was one of the worst <laughs> it's interesting. Requiring Weird spring. <laughs> yeah, spring loaded <laughs> rocket it is very launcher. Yeah. What? Bye. Yeah. Um, I yeah, suppose it is compact. Suppose, <laughs> yes. Compact in bijou, as yeah. they say. <laughs> Cheap to make, probably. Yeah. I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, a really nice little set, incredibly well detailed, as you'd imagine from the folks of Victrix. Uh, should paint it really nicely. Going in at that sort of 12mm scale as well um, should allow you to make, well, play out much larger games on the tabletop. And as we always say when we dive into this 12mm range, there are plenty of games out there that you can play with this. Don't feel like it's something off and weird that you can't use. You can definitely use it. Oh, you can play bold action with it. You can play. You, you could. Play. <laughs> uh, literally, if it says World War Two, you can play it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm fascinated the fact that they've um, they've gone with hard plastic then for the the twelve mil airborne. I thought mm-hmm. with it being a slightly more adjacent um, yeah. combat force to sort of standard uh, army that maybe they may have gone the CO caster because I know they've started playing around with that for mm. uh, I think mm. they've done some 28 mil stuff they did yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah nice to see that they've, they've stuck with the hard plastic because I know a lot of people just want to yeah. get sprues and clip things off yeah it bodes well for where they take things in the future with the other forces as well so if they wanted to do slightly more um, unique forces for the Americans so Marines if you wanted to go over kind of like uh, Pacific Way and all that kind of thing. Mm. Play around with a few more of the German um, special forces and that kind of thing. That could be kind of fun to dive into and see what they do. Uh, but yeah, lots of different options there. I would really like to see little tiny 12 mil 0200 hours. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> I've not even finished painting the 28 mil stuff. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they'd be so stealthy because they're so small. You wouldn't be able to even find them on the table. Uh, one falls <laughs> off and you step on it and it goes yeah. into your foot. <laughs> like the like Wargaming Lego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the best way to do things. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating to see where Very people nice. go. Mm-hmm. Well, right now we're going off to Venice there. We are, yes. Uh, so another really fun set from TT Combat for Carnivale, which is a, a lovely game, a lovely skirmish game that I think perhaps flies under a lot of people's radars, including including ours, I guess. Uh, but this is a new... Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with the Russia. Yeah. So this is the 32mm new set for The Sins of the Flesh. So if you're playing as the Patricians, you've now got a very fun new set for you to dive into play around with. Um when you've eaten everything that exists, mm. including all the turtles, because mm. they're delicious, uh, 
And the only thing left is human. <laughs> this is where you call on the patricians because they have the lovely gourmand Nobel there who has finished chowing down on an arm or two at dinner uh, and clearly absolutely loving it. Then you've got the cannibal cultist on the left who <laughs> is, is not hiding <laughs> their uh, potential. Uh, it's the best bag. It is, yes. Mm, chicken. <laughs> well, better lump egg. Yeah. Uh, and then alongside that, you've also got a, a, a nice little set of um, of characters who are potentially indulging in some other sins of the flesh. Uh, so you have the submissive noble there, uh, who is definitely getting stepped on. Uh, and then the also the Cortigiani, I'm going to say, that's how you say their name, mm. uh, who are kind of like your uh, ladies of leisure, shall we say, uh, who are going to be whipping you into shape uh, on the tabletop. Um, I just think it's amazing seeing how much fun that TT Combat and their design team have with Carnivale. And we always seem to see something new for them. And I love these little sets that they do where essentially this gives you a nice little warband with a theme to it that you could just either play on its own as part of the patricians, or you could blend these in amongst your patrician forces and have maybe a few of these characters in there alongside some of the slightly more normal folk, I guess you'd say. Um, but it's just a really nice little set of characterful figures. And for a game that I think a lot more people should dive in and have a look at, especially over the last little while, they've done some really good sets. Like they did some really epic werewolves mm. um, last month, which was obviously very fitting for uh, um, Halloween and things like that. But uh, stunning range of uh, characters. They've really fleshed it out since they took over from uh, Vesperon <laughs> back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, definitely worth checking out if you're looking for a skirmish game that's a little bit different uh, from others out there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I will say the big guy, the way they've sculpted him, his face actually he's looking at you like he's hungry, like he exactly. wants to take a bite. Yes. Oh, those are lovely chicks. Mm, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it would pair very well with a Pinot Grigio. Mm, yes. Um, so yeah, really fun little set there, and uh, definitely worth checking out Carnivale if you haven't done so before. If you are a fan of Carnivale, let us know in the comments. It'd be really fun to hear what you think of the game and what factions you play and all that kind of stuff. It'd be really fun. So yeah, cool. I like the look of it, mm. but it's one of those the game revolves around Venice so much that the, the setting and your table is almost as oh yeah as important as the, the miniatures mm -hmm. themselves. I think that's why I've never gone, oh I'll just I'll pick up something and try it. It's because mm. if you're picking it up you're gonna go, well I need to do I the need, Venice need the now. table to yeah, the table to go <laughs> yeah. with. Although, Although I think TT they, does make it. Yep. They do a, a whole range of um they've got uh MDF Yes. Buildings and yeah. uh, canals and bridges and that sort of thing. So you can do a, a whole modular set. I believe setup. that the stuff that you get in the starter set is all sort of like nice paper card terrain as well. So, and we actually have uh, at least one or two tables worth of terrain in here, Jerry. Well, suddenly Jerry is going to go and buy some Carnivale forces. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to start hearing the multi award winning Carnivale. <laughs> Only if it's multi award winning. <laughs> Got me there. Yep. Uh, we finished things off uh, this week with a little bit of a return to a previous weekender in some ways, yes. uh, where we looked at the relaunch, the revamp of Urban War mm. uh, that was coming out of said games. Um, so they are not resting on their laurels. They are diving deep, deep into the collection uh, to bring even more models back to the tabletop. Um, so as well as the different starter forces that we saw coming up for the game, 
We've also got these new assault booster sets for a couple of the different factions. Um, so you're going to be able to get yourself some elite troops um, mm. for use with uh, the gladiators, the triad, the viridian, and the junkers. Um, and these can either be intertwined with what you've already got as part of your starter set, or you can use these as a whole and sort of push your force plastic push bleh, past the 300 point limit is what i was trying to say well uh, so, so if you wanted to play as a uh, much larger force on the tabletop then you've got the option to do that uh some really cool looking miniatures once again that kind of old school vibe to them which i think is really nice um and it's just good to see that like clearly seb games and scotty grendel are sort of working together to be like you know what People loved this, and it kind of vanished off the face of the earth. Let's bring it back and have some fun. Um, and I think this is a great way to do that and and show some love for it, especially with that new edition, Waiting in the Wings, coming next year. It's going to be very cool. Yeah. That's it. You can already download the, the rules previous free. Yeah. rules. Um, so I don't, I don't imagine they're going to stray too far from no. what it was, yeah. because that yeah. would be a terrible shame. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes things get brought back and people feel like they have to. I must change things. I must innovate to make it <laughs> to make it modern. And you go, yeah. well, it's you know, it's no longer what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so innovation is good, but iteration is sometimes better. Just keep it close to to what it was. Yeah, and just then just let up. people mm-hmm. let people run about the place with gladiators and just start stabbing people up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with gigantic enormous Gatling cannons, of course. Yeah. Um, you will also see that Jerry shared off the end there. There's another mm. starter set that they've done. So this one's yeah. for the Viridian versus the Junkers. They have said they're going to do a third one. So if you're interested in different factions, keep an eye out to see what Seb mm. Games do with that. It should also be noted that what the rules are free, but there mm. are also a couple of magazines that they're going to be releasing uh, over the next little while as well that will kind of drag you deeper into the world of Urban War. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the lore and the background and everything else in between, you can use that as a great primer for what you do with your forces now with this kind of mm. reissue of the, the first edition rules or what they do next year. So very well, cool. that's, that's what we were saying last time we looked at it, the bi-monthly magazine, mm-hmm. the urban war magazine it launched with was it would add another unit for each faction. But yep. with that, you would get the rules plus all the backstory for that unit. So you weren't being presented with here's a world, here's 200 pages, read that. Mm-hmm. It was like, here's the world. Uh, here's a couple of pages on this particular unit. Mm. And you go, okay, that's nice. Nice and bite-sized. Yeah. And you just slowly uh, immerse yourself into yeah. the uh, the terrible, terrible world that was mm-hmm. Escondera. So, um, that's right. It, <laughs> it's, it's like Coruscant. It's just a, one massive city across an entire planet. <laughs> that's urban was, war. Hence yeah. urban war. There, <laughs> you, you're never going to be out in the green wilderness. It's all city all the time, and it's a terrible place full of horrible people. So if you know what a tree fire. is, you're on the upper echelons of society. <laughs> I mean, you live on the top pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, enough of that. Uh, we shall take a quick switch and return to wrap up the show. Okay, folks, we're back, and it's time to look at some 3D printing. Mm. And we're revisiting War Games Atlantic. We are. Because it's been several months, which means they've released a couple thousand extra packs since <laughs> Pretty then. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time we looked at them, they had just gone past their 100th set or something. Mm. Uh, and now they have added dozens more for you to dive into and play around with. So if you're looking for anything to do with 
historical wargaming, fantasy, sci-fi, and pretty much anything else in between. They've probably got a set that would work for you. Um, it, it's it's been fascinating. Look at this because they've clearly been following the zeitgeist <laughs> of what people have been doing in the wargaming Cowboys. world. Going like, lots yes. of Cowboys. And Wild West. I think we'll put out lots of Wild West stuff. Yes. <laughs> so it's been very cool. Um, over the last little while, they did uh, a great set of um, stuff that uh, I thought would be, t- be particularly nice to look at. So um, their f- their first couple of rows have been packed with interesting things. Yes, the Cossack Cavalry in particular looks like a great set for those people wanting to do World War One Russian stuff. Uh, <coughs> shape. <coughs> Maybe. Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, really nice set. Comes with lovely horses. My lovely horse. Um, great <laughs> riders. And then you've got loads and loads of different head options for you to play around with as well, which I think is a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, great stuff. Big whopping, fantastic lances. Mm, lovely. Cossacky goodness. <laughs> oh look, yeah. it's got the the early Mark One gas mask mm, with the big, <laughs> with the, the big, big box yeah, on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, different. But- Presumably, they only got the hand me downs. <laughs> Probably yes. Uh, all I can think of when I think of Cossacks, though, is the game Cossacks. If anyone remembers that, where you'd send them riding forth and they'd just be swinging, around, swinging their sabers around and just run over everything. It was great. Um, but yeah, loads of really nice stuff. That Barbarian set is superb. Uh, yeah, ahead of you. If you are somebody who's like, hmm, I want to have some mega barbarians on the tabletop that what have is that best in life. Exactly, that have that epic Conan feel to them. You have some very nice models for you to play around with, both male and female characters for you to use as well. Hunting down snake men in their temples, perhaps, might be a good way of going. Snakes uh, <laughs> facing yeah. each other, telling your god to hell with you. Yeah, um, punching camels as well. Obviously, <laughs> gotta punch the camels. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, really nice models there as well. Uh, That's fancy. The, yes, doing the kind of cool, yeah, like fancy poses that Arnie did in the movie and stuff. Yeah, very nice. But you could do like young Conan through to like a King Conan thing, which I think is really cool. Um, throwing the cape and all that stuff as well. Yeah. Or Jerry, I'm, I'm looking well. Yeah. I've escaped the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, damn, you, you've been working out, bro. Well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the lack of pork pies in the past. <laughs> helps an awful lot. Uh, going in a completely different direction, I really love the Runner Hunters kit. Uh, yes. Open that one. And also the Werewolves one is lovely. Uh, but the, the Runner Hunters, if you're looking to do some cool kind of like Blade Runner style things, you've got some really nice options there for hunting down replicants. But if you wanted to go in a very different direction, use these in Stargrave as your bounty hunters that you uh, drop into your games. Very cool. Yeah. There's a head in there that looks an awful lot like a, a there's, certain there's uh, Edward James almost there yeah, and yeah. Uh, Decker himself. Yes, Decker himself. So yeah, you've got some very nice models in that set. I love the alien heads that are thrown to the mix as well. Th- those outfits are just so iconic. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely some some good options there for people who want to very mafia. So, yeah, run something a little bit cyberpunky, um, oh, uh, yeah. a little bit star gravy. Very good. Uh, nice say you Blade yeah. Runner. Do they <laughs> if they do the Runner Hunter? Do they do the uh, Murder Kick Squad? Is Roy I don't Batty think they do. It? I don't think they do it yet. Do, no, yes, but I'm sure Hudson, they will. Hudson, yeah. look at me. Hudson, look at me. I need black and tan parts to mix with the British Empire trip. <laughs> ah, see, you thought I was going to ask for something else. I do need those. I do need those. Uh, to be fair, Charlie did say, if you suggest something, he might make it. So, yeah, well, they might true. make it. But yeah. Yeah. Was that specifically said to Jerry? Yes, yes Jerry, was, if yeah. you suggest something. Yeah. No way. Uh, I, I will listen. 
So just just a broad scope of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I have I've built up the British. They're they're yeah. plastics because obviously this is all digital stuff. But is, they yeah. do bits and pieces that mesh with the plastic range as well. And so I've got um, I've got some IRA kicking around, and I just need some black and tans to shoot at. Now uh, this you would have thought levels great for the silver bayonet. Yeah. No. Drop them into uh, Spectre Operations. Play dog soldiers on the tabletop. Of course, there is best no way to go. Yeah, <laughs> stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, that is a shockingly good movie. Yeah, mm. I mean, you, you just need a miniature of someone trapped in a very small toilet with the aerosol can. Yes. <laughs> oh They're man, I need to watch really that film nice. again. Oh god, uh, I good. think I, I think someone stole my DVD of that. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, do you still I watch stuff on DVD? Peasant? Probably too late to go after them. Yeah, I wonder if it's on Netflix. Maybe it is. Uh, but yeah, really uh, nice I think it's there. on Prime. Oh, there you go. I'll watch it on Prime. That'll be a good opportunity. Uh, and then, as I've been indulging myself in some mm. of and stuff, maybe going back towards that uh, period of revolution might be a good way. So if you wanted to uh, have, I think they call it the, the whiff of gun smoke at the end of the revolution or something, mm. you've got some options there with uh, Napoleon actually uh commanding the cannon himself which i think is a very nice little set there um very fitting obviously because the napoleon movie is going to be coming out very soon in fact next week probably so yeah Uh, make sure to uh pick this up if you're looking to play out this potential period of his life on the tabletop perhaps Uh, and it also just shows that war games atlantic have got some really nice opportunities with what they do for this set so they can look at what's kind of happening and be like, oh, I've got the ability to sculpt this. Let's just go mm. off in a different direction, bring some sculptors on board to do this, make the set. And if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, oh, well, you know, it's there in perpetuity for everybody else to play around with at some point or another. That's so, what yeah, I'm after well. there. Yeah. The Irish at Jad... What's... I can't remember how you say it. Jadoville. Jadoville, that's it. Jado, not Jadot. That's it. Yep. Yeah. But uh, wasn't there a good movie about that or a BBC was, show yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a really I haven't really, really wanted to watch it lately. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do so. There, there is one part in it which is absolute Hollywood horseshit, um, <laughs> where where the sniper um, is told to take out somebody and he doesn't use a sniper rifle that he's been using for the entire film oh. and instead uses a, a Bren gun. To fire like a single shot from a Brit, which is just, I mean, it's just baffling as to why they even bothered doing that. Um, but uh, there's there's your Manu. Yeah. Uh, what you call him? Mr. Shades of Grey. That yes. guy. That's the guy, yes. That's yeah. the fun. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got a name, probably. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Seen Jadaville. I seen somebody complaining, going, uh, what's the point? Um, all of the casualties came from the, the attacking forces. And I'm thinking, I I know you've played Rourke's Drift. I've seen you play <laughs> Rourke's Drift. It's exactly the same. Yeah. You know, the the game is where you set the win it's conditions and the objectives. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the what yeah. ifs, you know, yeah. the, the fact that in reality there weren't any casualties in, in that regards, then, you know, that's that's reality. But at the same time, casualties don't have to be casualties. They could be. Yeah. It's called adding jeopardy to your tabletop games. Also, yeah, you can do things um, like uh, add. Um, there were no casualties to be a boring war game. Yeah. Add in, well, it depends. You could add in um, bullet management because they didn't yeah, yeah. supply Yeah. So, well, you know, ooh. all of a sudden, if waves upon waves are coming at you and you don't have enough to ship back with, suck it up. Mm. There's yeah. an interesting little note for everyone, though. Black Friday, 50% off the whole store. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just as a note, yes, I will be putting together the Black Friday thing next week. So, if you are interested in, in diving in and finding out what offers are around, there will be. 
a big <laughs> article all about it. So he, he rejected God. He did. Yeah. Check yeah. God. <laughs> With Turks. It's nice that they include the impalement spike in the set. Lynn, Lynn, I put my foot on a spike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stepped on something. Why is it above my head? Oh, he's got his chalice. He does. Yeah. If you get the chance to go back and rewatch that film yes. at any point, mm-hmm. see when he's doing the I reject God bit and he holds the chalice up to the cross, which is pissing blood because he stabbed it. There is a unnecessary sound effect in there because it's coming out and then there's a sound like <laughs> and the first time I heard it I'm going I didn't just hear that did I? So I rewind the videotape and played it again and yes I did <laughs> and, and once you hear it you can't underhear it from oh, that scene no. it's like, oh, don't, don't it's ruin like the movie for everyone it's like a comedy fart noise oh. <laughs> as, as the blood is spurting oh. into his cup it's it's like the worst thing I don't know who did the sound design but the Foley, I don't know if they were yeah. having an off day or if they just thought yeah. that would be hilarious but oh, when, I it in the, when I see it in the cinema didn't notice it when I yeah. watched it at home I'm going oh hang on that's weird anyway I see, so, to- sound engineers just have fun sometimes <laughs> yeah very true I just want to show off the, if you go back up to the Grendel yes. Hunters. Um, oh, yes, I forgot about If you're looking for a 13th warrior. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got some good options there. Which up, up. up, one more. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, very nice stuff. Once again, you just need to have a scene at the end where he's sitting on his throne looking like a badass. None well. of them look like yeah. Ray. No, slightly off, Ray. <laughs> uh, but good if you're looking to put together an interesting different force uh, for you to use on the tabletop, perhaps in some skirmishy style games with a Beowulf-y feel, but not quite me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the way to yeah. go. Yeah. Or so if you cool. want to settle an engineering dispute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Really like that set. And again, it just shows the range of different stuff that they're working on at the moment mm. that kind of like is some of it's nudge nudge wink wink uh the rest of it is all very sort of nice and, and and fun for those people who want to add on a couple of additional bits to like a historical force or something like that and sort of fill in the gaps which is what that's for hopefully a lot of this stuff will end up going over to only games as well there's they've sort of slowed down the movement of a lot of their 3d printing stuff to only games mm-hmm. which is the place you can go to get things printed for you which i've used if, in the past and it is very very good I if have. you're a jerry we actually had a yeah. an unboxing go out this week with some of their stuff in it didn't we mm-hmm. the skiller mm. yeah right so if you actually uh, what quality Dak you're getting Dak from it yeah yeah because i got um all my uh gray tide stuff for my space walls was from uh, only games so they do print the things very nicely so yeah mm-hmm. very good cool yeah, fancy. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for the update. Yeah. Still no black and tan bitch yet, though. Hudson, <laughs> Hudson, Hudson Charlie. Look at me. Somewhere. <laughs> just, I just need. I need Scott's bonnets, really, because oh. uh, that's the main. I can get away with doing the forage cap hats and everything else, and <laughs> the rest of the cut of the uniform is more or less. Uh, but the bonnets and maybe a bandolier of of ammo pouches. That would be good. Well, that's because, how, can, how can you say no to those puppy dog eyes? <laughs> Also, I'm bigger than both of you. So. <laughs> do, it, do it or I'll cut you. Right. We have a couple of Kickstarters to round out the show. Mm-hmm. And first off, there is a return of the tripods. Yeah. So this is a second edition for All Quiet on the Martian Front uh, from Abbey Normal Media. 
And for anybody who gets that name at home, you are a stunner and well done (laughs) you. Um, So this is the initial push to release the the game for a new edition of of gamers, uh, focusing in on the Martian menace and the Germans uh, to come up against them, uh, writ large across the H.G. Wellsian world uh, that they left behind. So for people who are familiar with the book, um, obviously War of the Worlds happened in the late 1800s, like 1899. They all died. It was great. Humanity rejoiced and then did what humanity does best, which is go to war with each other. Uh, but this time, <laughs> this time they had slightly Martian tech that they could kind of reverse engineer in places, which meant when the Great War kicked off, um, they were slightly more upgunned and up-armored than they would have ordinarily been. Mm-hmm. Um, the all quite on the Martian front sees the Martians return. They're no longer susceptible to the common cold. They've decided <laughs> to go with some form of suit and maybe a, no sneezing a, a, a series yeah. of jabs uh, to keep them <laughs> upright and going. Uh, and mm. this time they've landed then, uh, so sort of 1917-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, war has been poking away at each other. Um, so Abbey Normal, they've come in. Whoa! Redesigned. Oh, yeah. They've redesigned... Um, the various vehicles and, uh, and miniatures, mostly because they didn't have access to the original casting, so they've gone back. Uh, but it has been that the Martian side has got like a whole new um, look to it. So they're, they're less of the 1950s super shiny B-movie tripods and more of this sort of upgun creepy crustacean thing going mm. on. Uh, I, but I do have to ask. Yes. The tripods. Yes. you ever remember an old movie called Small Soldiers? Yes, one of yes, the Gorgonites. That, yeah. The tripods remind me exactly of one of those characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All I remember is Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but, Chip has it. Chip has yeah. it all the way. Yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> uh, but it means they've, they've been able to go in and not only do redesigns, but they've also gone back and they've tweaked rules. So anybody who's got the first edition, this will still be very recognizable. Um, what they have done is... Uh, added in some new troop types for the Martians, the, the likes of the the Lubatrons, uh, the sort of lobotomized drone human slaves that have been press-ganged into service. Uh, it allows the Martians to play slightly differently than before. Um, but it's a, a 15 mil based game, so you've got a, a command and control. Uh, they've gone for alternate activation, but they're still keeping some of the command and control aspects from the original, so tripods work best when they're in like a little triptych um they get more orders than they normally would um well normally they get none so they need to have like a an almost a linked hive mind kind of thing going on which means that's when cool. you're playing against them the, the way to slow them down is to you know maybe cut off one leg of the tripod and all will fall style of thing in this case <laughs> you do one up like a kepper and you get a chance to then deal with the others in a more leisurely fashion mm-hmm. um they've like i say funded the the game anyway with the the core rules um all the templates and then the martians and the german side but now they're they're sort of unlocking other bits and pieces so uh, they've got some more vehicles coming and uh, some additional bits to flesh out the range a bit further um mm-hmm. the actual kickstarter itself is both physical and digital this time around so they're embracing the fact that people do the ones and zeros um if you are setting in 
the middle of Timbuktu and getting somebody to ship a ton of lead to you is tricky. Uh, it can mean getting into a new game is a little bit difficult. Uh, this time around, you don't need to worry about that. If you do the 3D printing, you can just generate everything you want. Uh, mm -hmm. And as you can see, they have a a very World War One spin on some of the bigger things. So, for example, the um, Navy A7Vs, standard classic World War One. Some of the bigger tanks are actually as I discovered, paper panzers. They were designed by um, the uh, the army to actually be rolled out in 1919, um, mm. but they were never actually never quite made it. Never yeah. quite made it. So mm. we always we always see the weird World War Two stuff and the paper panzers that were you know introduced for that. But this this brings it back a couple of decades, mm. which is great. And as you can see, there's some absolute honking machines. That's uh, so ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. again, that was actually designed as a well. land ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much, very much that. Uh, so there's a, a rake of different ways you can get into it from just picking up the original PDF of the, the rules or the physical book. If you've got some of the, the classic models from first edition, um, they're also going to be doing a get you by sort of list adaptation. If you've got the uh, Americans or British forces from the first um, to tide you over until they, they get a chance to uh, get this out and then revisit those armies in the future uh, and give them the, their own spin and get them up to speed again. Uh, but it's absolutely fantastic to see somebody bringing this, pulling it, kicking and screaming like a dying tripod back onto the tabletop because <laughs> uh, it was a really, really good game and a very, I mean, H.G. Wells is called the, the father of modern wargaming. Little Wars is is really where our version of wargaming comes from, more, much more so than Kriegspiel. Um, so seeing both a wargame and something leaning onto one of his, well, I'd say one of his, his most famous book, let's face it, uh, The War of the Worlds. Um, it's just absolutely fantastic. And as you can see, upgrades Google, flamer tanks away, mm -hmm. and uh, things like the Raven drones and, and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have an interview that's going to be coming out early next week where I talk to uh, David a bit about um, what's gone into the adaptation and, and the direction. It's a bit of a passion project for him, as far as I'm aware. So Very much so. Yeah. There we go. There's the, the Uber Schlichen tanks. The, those were the ones that were due in 1919. Mm. Uh, if only if only somebody hadn't sold the bars. Hopefully there'll be an <laughs> Austrian corporal somewhere will sort that for them. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the Matilda design. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it, well, be, yeah. they come from a, a very similar aesthetic and design mm. style of the massive bricks with huge tracks for, for bridging trenches. It's all about bridging trenches, that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, even bringing in things like some of the, the new Martian tripod types or drone types, uh, should hopefully vary up how the Martians play as well. So you're not yeah. just constantly relying on several big tripods, um, which gets a bit semi after a while. They can um, do all sorts of interesting things on the table top as they attempt yeah. to take over the world. Second time, well, sorry, third time of asking. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's either the 3D printed stuff as part of the rewards, and I think the physical stuff is ABS resin, I think it is, that they've worked yes. with. So, so yeah, yeah, so you've got some nice options. Either way, especially for all those bendy tentacles. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I yeah. love the I love the Lobotaton, uh, the little drones. I think they're amazing. So they're like mm. shambling humans. 
Like, so, yeah, yeah, but it, it looks as if they've got like a Martian helmet on their head. <laughs> That's it. They're they're being drone controlled. So you get a human. You you round up a village. You go, That's great. You put a spike up their nose, and now they can't think for themselves. You put a little drone helmet on them, and then weld a gun to their arm, and then send them off to do whatever it is you want them to do. Fair. Uh, bring back more of their own, so you can have yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> You've also very, got ex commie. You could obviously just have the musical for War of the Worlds playing in the background as you play this as well. I will say, as soon as I was writing about this, I put on the musical to be like, oh, I should listen to that again. And as I was listening to the first piece from that, it has not left my head. All I've been thinking about is the chances of (laughs) anything coming from Mars (laughs) or a million to one, but they they still came. That (laughs) K-Wagon feels like the bastard child of all the tanks of World War (laughs) One. Just lots of different bits bolted on top of each other. Actual design. Mad. Mother of God. Yeah. Wait till you see the size of that thing. You're doing the edit on the interview, aren't you? Yeah, I will be. Oh, he holds it up to the camera. Oh. And Lordy, Lorks Lordy. Is it the size Uh, of a small child? Like a newborn? I was looking at him going, is this a 28mm game? Oh, no, no. No, it's 15mm. Oh, there's a a tiny man beside it. Uh, I imagine they have to have just like a chain of people just passing ammunition from a huge (laughs) vault at the back, (laughs) just, you know, hand by hand by hand to get it all the way to the guns at the front because it's so long. (laughs) Medically enhanced hamster just to run the damn thing. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're... um, Very cool. It's cool. If you're interested in the War of the Worlds, then the return of the tripods for All Quiet on the Martian Front uh, is the way to go. There's 12 days left on that, and it's already funded. So pick your poison, digital, all that ones and zeros nonsense, or get actual physical hard things in your hand, like what nature intended. Either (laughs) way is doable. Very cool. And we have another Kickstarter. We do, yeah. Which is very close to the best. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so yes the best the beast was perhaps haha uh, <laughs> is uh, coming back to the tabletop so gary hunt miniatures who a lot of people will know from working on stuff over the last i don't know four or five years or something like that mm. has been slowly building up a collection of really interesting and unique monsters and stuff for the world that they've created on the tabletop and the game of beast wars itself which mm. is actually still going through development you can get your hands on rules already for it but there are going to be more coming in the near future so watch out for those um but this Kickstarter is effectively uh, there to kind of help boost the rest of your collection with a whole host of uh, 3D printable uh, images. Now we see why it's in here. <laughs> for a variety of different factions. Um so People will be very familiar with some of the factions that we've seen previously. So you can see some of them here. You've got the Geladan and you've got the Hyena Men. They're uh, monsters and factions that people will be very familiar with from Gary Hunt's work in the past. Uh, so if you like your baboons with uh, fire sticks and you like your hyenas and your were hyenas and stuff like that, then you've got really nice options there as well. But they've also been throwing in a whole bunch of additional models for lots of other factions, so you can actually broaden the scope of the skirmish game on the tabletop. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to play as uh, factions like the Clovis, which are your sort of minotaur factions. You've got the Dwarf Tuskers, which you saw there as well. Croc Men, uh, the Hyemen, which was already we've already mentioned, the Dust Devils, which are like your crazy uh, wild vampire creatures swooping around in the the, the deserts, uh, your Northern Barbarians, and then the Galadan that we saw as well. And Gary Hunt 
is a fantastic sculptor who's done really nice work in the past, worked for, you know, companies like Weta and stuff like that. Mm. So definitely has a pedigree um, and just has this really nice eye for unique and interesting designs um, throughout the the different the different uh, factions. And I think it's really nice that there's now an opportunity to dive in and pick up a lot more of this stuff, especially after we've had things be a little bit quiet for Gary over the last little while. Mm. Um, so it's a nice little sort of boost for the range as a whole. Uh, Where are the bumblebees? Why do you it's want bumblebees? It's oh, beast God. wars. There should be beastly bumblebees in there. But they're the worst troops because when they sting you, they die. <laughs> Suicide attackers, then? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Kamikazes? Yeah. Well, now this has got. Now that's now into the mind of everybody else. Maybe Gary will see this and be like, ah, I need to make a bee faction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um, but I just think the models look fantastic. The, the Minotaurs are stunning. Um, Really even the, cool even the first one who seems to be wielding oh. a Klingon Batleth. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that also a monitor with a bow, never something that I thought of previously, no. but I just think it's a really don't, cool don't idea. See them often. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, really there's op- there's lots of really nice options for you to either pick up things like individual models or you can pick up full warbands if you like mm-hmm. as well. As I say, the rules are available for you to go and check out um over on Gary's website. So if you're interested in that, you can give it a shot. Mm. The Dwarven Tuskers, awesome idea running with the idea of because obviously a lot of times dwarven culture is inspired by things like viking mm. um warfare and, and anglo-saxons what's one of the things that's very synonymous with that the boar the snout yeah. so maybe bringing in that kind of boar warthog vibe for the dwarves just makes sense and i think it works really nicely that kind of curmudgeonly sort of grumpy look that you get for like boars and warthogs transferred over into an equally curmudgeonly force of uh, dwarves on the tabletop. And they've also got that kind of berserker vibe, which is always nice as well. So, yeah, this is uh, Pumbaa turned up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of these because they have the feel of um, the sort of feral regression of the dwarves, Mm. like like the berserkers becoming more sort of bear men, Mm -hmm. like, like Bjorn. Yeah. And uh, and here they've got these ones, and it's kind of like, oh, you're reverting back to to hog. It's like, yeah. wh- why don't you go and join those nice people over there? I'll give you a couple <laughs> of axes, and uh, you can charge, charge yeah. all you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you, you say you're hungry. Dinner is that way, Man. exactly. Yeah. Meanwhile, you stay at the other end yeah. of the battlefield from them. Yeah. If you're somebody who's a little bit more au fait with the reptilian side of things, you've got the croc men as well. Mm. Crocodiles always a good idea when it comes to basing badass wear creatures on. You know these uh, beasts survived from the pre from prehistory, so a great option for like a little warband. And love the idea of them protecting their like sacred swamps and things like that in the mangroves. Uh, the hyena men, really nice kind of blending of both a human and were hyena force hmm. um so you get them riding around on the creatures and things like you see there which i think is really nice so you can have the hyena badass warriors on the top uh, or you can just have lots of humans in there and their mages and their seers as well which i think is a really nice little touch um and, and the other thing that's nice about this it's stuff that i think is very unique Mm. Uh, I say very unique. Mm. You can only you can only be unique. You can't be very unique. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's not a lot of this kind of stuff out there in the world that's kind of inspired by so different cultures and stuff. So I mean, looking that's at things like just yeah. bound to annoy the crocodile people. You'd think so, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's one of our children. Why are you using that to fight? <laughs> I'm taking him for a walk. This is his baby growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, but yeah, because even things like um gnolls, you see a lot of gnolls kicking around for things. Uh, but then having the blend of the were creature 
yep. slash cavalry. You don't see a huge amount of cavalry kicking around for knolls. Yeah. And there you can have one riding on the back of something grim. Baboon-esque. A very angry baboon. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of. The Dust Devils are an interesting one because I always thought of these as like a maybe they could be an individual thing that would hunt you down like a wandering monster, mm. but you can actually make a little warband of dust devils so you can have a whole host of creepy, nasty oh, wow. uh, flying vampires swooping uh, around. I don't know, the that looks like one wicked fart. <laughs> yes, that's what propels them through the deserts. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> it's, it's like somebody's been skinned. Yeah, it's all the, yeah. the skeletal muscle structure. Yeah, yeah. design is lovely, good. jokes aside. Yeah, lovely stuff. Um <clears throat> But yeah, uh, Northern Barbarians, another one of the nice little sets that they've done recently as well. Slightly more on the human side of things. You want to go down that route. Look at you go but, with your yeah, abs. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I mean, seriously, you just got to do some crutches, man. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's it's um, just when I'm trying to get up to get my alarm off. <laughs> yeah, fall, fall back onto the bed once it's been switched off. It's fine. And uh, last but not least, the Galadan, which were kind of like the flagship force i guess alongside mm. the hyena men um for beast wars when it was initially released quite a few years ago um as a range you've now got some new options for them they've been given some extra equipment by the elves of the world which i think is quite nice yet to see the elves properly i suppose but it would be fun to see what they do with that terrible the racist elves um, and then you have this really awesome dragon as well the basilisk oh so cool don't look at it yeah. turn to stone turn to your stone uh, but yeah, really good stuff there from Gary Hunt. Nice to see um, him back showcasing all of his uh, unique sculpts and uh, letting people dive in and uh, and play around with his world once again. Mm. We shall pop a link to uh, Gary's website below if you want to check out the yes. rules itself. Uh, but you have to be quick for that. For the Beast Wars, Tabletop Miniatures uh, has only six days left on it. And it is funded, though. So if you want to get your hand on some STLs uh, for any of those, any at all, uh, then right ye ahead. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel sated. That should do ah, me for a Friday night. Yeah. It's good to be back. You just missed <laughs> me, kids. I'm sure you yeah. did. Uh, if you miss me so much, you can come and join me on Sunday morning over <laughs> on tabletop.com for the XLBS, uh -huh. uh, where we wetter on for an hour or so about our hobby and yours in a more sedate, easygoing way. Mm. Uh, otherwise, we shall see you back here next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on. <laughs>